Well, we are so thrilled to have all of our campuses watching online together right now. And of course, our, our online campus, which didn't really exist. We had an online broadcast and we just kind of made it as a supplement, but we declared last year that we officially have an online campus and we wanna say welcome to the online campus. Can all the people in the room here just clap and all the people say, hey, we love our online campus. Love that. I know that many are still using that option because of limit, you know, with COVID limits and whatnot, but we just say thank you for being a part of our church and being part of our online campus. And today, I want you to know we are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The fact that we serve a powerful, risen Savior. All right, I can tell you right now, I'm gonna preach better right now. I can just tell you, you guys are cheering. I can feel it, all right. I wanna point out that Jesus still has the power. He has enough power to forgive every single person of their sins. He has the power to set people free from life-controlling addictions. He has the, prop, the power to cleanse people, to heal people today. He has the ability because he is a powerful, risen Savior. That's who we are serving today. He is alive. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Now today, I wanna to look at four things. I wanna look at his power before the cross. I wanna look at his power on the cross. I wanna look at his power over death, hell, and the grave. And then I wanna look at his power in you and me. And this is a team teaching sermon. I'm gonna do the, the first two points. And then at each of our campuses, another pastor will come up and do the last two points and then give everyone an opportunity to say yes to Jesus Christ for their life to be changed forever because of the powerful uh, message of Jesus Christ, his forgiveness, that he died, that he rose again, and he still has the power to forgive people. So first of all, I wanna look at his power before the cross. Jesus has always been all-powerful. He's always been all-powerful. The Bible tells us that before this world was created, he was. In John chapter one, verse one and two, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So who was the word? Who was the word that's being referred to there? Well, thankfully, John tells us in just a few verses after that, he says this, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Jesus is the word that is being referred to. He created this entire world. He created everything we could see the solar system, the galaxies, and the universe. And if you're wondering, the universe is the biggest of all. He created it all. That's how powerful he is. The Bible says in John chapter one, verse three, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. That is power. If you've ever had a place on earth that takes your breath away, he created it. If you ever have a place outside and you're looking at the stars and you're looking at the Milky Way and you're looking as far as your eye or a telescope will take you, he created it. That is power. And I really understand that power because I get stumped by putting together furniture from Ikea. How many are with me? <laughs> Becca brings home an Ikea box. I'm like, that's a gift, right? For someone else, right? They can put that together. I, I do it and I have parts left over. How many are with me? 
God didn't have parts left over. He created everything we see. That is power. The Bible says, then he laid down that power and he gave up all his divine privileges. That's what it says in Philippians chapter two. It says, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being, born as a baby, lived a sinless life, And then he demonstrated the power that he had by the virtue of his divinity through the works of power that he did. He did all sorts of works of power before he ever got to the cross. Christianity.com article said, they said, okay, we're gonna try to categorize all his works of power. And they found this out. They said there were 19 accounts of healing. In the gospels, we have 19 accounts of healing. One like uh, a leper in Mark uh, chapter one, where he says, if you are willing, will you make me clean? And Jesus said, I'm willing, I'll make you clean. And he got rid of leprosy. They said there were three accounts of him raising someone from the dead before he came back from the dead. There was a widow that had a son that died. He brought him back to life. There was a man, Jairus, he raised up his daughter. There was his friend, Lazarus. He brought these people back from the dead. That's power. They said it wasn't just that. They said there were other four miracles where he had power over evil spirits and he took authority over them and set the people free that were bound by the power of evil spirits. There were also seven miracles that were showing his power over nature. He walked on water. He calmed the storm like in Matthew 8. It was such a shocking thing that his disciples said, what kind of man is this? Who does this? Even the winds and the the waves obey him. He has power. And I wanna say that same question today. What kind of man is this? Well, he's King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Savior of this world. He's Jesus Christ resurrected savior, all powerful God. He has so much more power. In in John chapter 21, 25, it says this. It says, Jesus did many other things. I just wanna stop for a moment. Like I was listening 19, four, seven, three, and you're like, is that all? First of all, that's amazing that he did those things. But the Bible says this, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have enough room for the books that would be written. I think John would say in today's day and age, he would crash the internet, all right? (laughs) He would crash the internet. That's power. And in the midst of this life on earth, he laid down all that power once again, and he found an unbelievable amount of power to allow himself to be nailed to a cross. To a passerby, it looked like he was powerless, but he was just laying down his life. He even said how much power he had. He said in Matthew 26, verse 53, he says, do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? He was letting them know, I could call on 12 legions of angels. A legion was 6,000. He said, I could have 72,000 angels here if I asked. That's power. And he had that power that he laid down his life. And he could have ended his suffering on the cross. He had the power to do that. But if he would have done that, our suffering would have continued. So he let his power stay on the cross. He said, I will take your place. So the one that placed the stars in the sky allowed himself to be placed on a cross. The one that gave birth to this world, if you will. He gave birth to this world. He designed the trees. He designed the forest, allowed himself to be hung 
on a cross from a tree that he designed. The one that clothed the fields with flowers hung on the cross naked for you and I so that he could pay the price for our sins. Our sins were placed on him in that moment and he laid down his power and said, I will take your place. But it wasn't over. All this power that I've talked about so far, these first two points, this power right now is about to go to a whole nother level three days later after he is nailed on the cross. And that's what we're celebrating here and online and at all of our campuses today. So in the gospel story, there's power before the cross, power on the cross. And I've got the last two points and then we're getting out of here. We're going to celebrate all that God is doing. But before we continue and go to point three and four, let's read what we're celebrating from Luke chapter 24. Right after Jesus died on the cross, he was put in the tomb. Verse one, but on the first day of the week at early dawn, they, the two Marys, went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel, angels. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. There was power before the cross, power on the cross. And point number three is there is resurrection power in the gospel message. There is resurrection power in this story. In fact, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is central to the gospel. It's the most amazing power. Jesus, like Pastor Rob shared, had raised Lazarus from the dead, but Lazarus would die again a physical death. The resurrection of Jesus was unique and different the most powerful thing. But we need to believe this. Jesus was not resuscitated. Jesus was resurrected. Jesus was fully God, fully man. In his physical body, he died, which paid for the sins of all humanity. It's important. The one who never sinned died in our place, paying for our sin. He took our place and he died And on the cross was victory, and at the resurrection was the party. It was the proof, the proof that the one who died was the anointed one. The one who just died was the Messiah. The one who just died was and is the Son of God. The resurrection power. Tim Keller said this, the difference between knowing Christ... And knowing the power of his resurrection. There are people here and watching online. You know about Jesus. But do you know the power? His powerful resurrection power and might. The difference between knowing Christ and knowing the power of his resurrection is the difference between knowing a person and resembling a person. There are people here that say, you might say, I know Jesus. I know Jesus. But knowing his resurrection power is a difference of perspective saying, I want to be like him. I want to be like Jesus. I want his resurrection power within me. 
If Jesus wasn't resurrected, then all this is a sham. We can just go home. Even Paul said it, 1 Corinthians 15. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. If Christ wasn't raised, we're still trapped in our sins. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. We believe it. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as a man came death, by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also all who are in Christ shall be made alive. Because of our sin, because of our trespasses, we were dead in them. But because of the resurrection of Christ, we can have life. There's power before the cross, power on the cross, and there is resurrection power, not resuscitated, but resurrected. Romans 1, 3 and 4, concerning Jesus, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Because he was resurrected, it was the proof that he was the Son of God. The resurrection power is a different power. I'm going to jump into the Old Testament. It's a different power than we had ever seen before, than anybody had ever seen before. The resurrection of Christ was different. It's a different power. It's a great power, more than what anybody had ever seen before. The Old Testament, it's different than flood power. It's different than ram caught in the bushes power. It's different than burning bush power. It's different than the ten plagues power, the splitting of the Red Sea power, the manna and the quail power. People are like, what are we talking about? Listen, this is all in the Bible, and this is God's power. It's amazing. It's different than talking donkey power, different than the Jericho walls falling down power. The resurrection of Jesus Christ's power is different than dry fleece, wet ground, wet fleece, dry ground power, different than Gideon and the 300 defeating an entire army power, different than David and Goliath power, different than Elijah calling down fire from heaven power, different than the fiery furnace and live power, different than the lion's den power. The resurrection power, because of what Jesus did, is the most powerful thing that has ever happened. The resurrection power... Number four, number four is available to you and me. The resurrection power, the most powerful thing to ever happen, now is offered to live within you and within me. God, he didn't send his son Jesus just to save you, but to save you and to use you, to fill you with his spirit. Acts 1 Verse three, he presented himself alive. Jesus presented himself. He's alive to them after suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you heard from me for John the baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now, the resurrection power filling us up by the power of the Holy Spirit, but you will receive receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. 
And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. Jesus ascended back to the Father. Right now, Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, but he sent the Holy Spirit. He said, it's better that I go back to the Father and I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. The resurrection power can fill your life today by being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The band can come back. We're almost done. When you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin, another level of power flows through you. The Holy Spirit, God himself, makes his home in you. And you need this power. In just a moment, we're going to offer just a kind of a private moment between you and the Lord. And are you ready to make the decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life? When you ask him for forgiveness of sin, when you ask him into your life, saying, be the Lord and the Savior of my life, there's a different power that will flow through you. 2 Corinthians 5.17, in the Amplified, all the church people got excited. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings new life. What does this power mean? What does this power mean for you in 2021? Do you want this power? Do you want God to make his home in you, this resurrection power, more powerful than anything we had ever seen all throughout the Old Testament, more powerful living within you? Why does this benefit you? The power of God, resurrection power, gives you inner power, inner power to live in his service. The resurrection power gives you, it gives you power to endure suffering. The difficult things that you face, the Holy Spirit wants to give you the power to endure through those things. He gives you the power to face weakness in your life, temptation in your life. He gives you the power to keep you away from evil, longing to be more like him and with him. He gives you power through prayer, the prayers of a righteous person, somebody that is in Christ. The prayers of a righteous person, the Bible says, availeth much, means God responds to your prayer. There's a different power in your prayer. But not just that. The Holy Spirit living in you His resurrection power living in you gives you the power to witness to others. To share this message with others. And that's what it's about. It's amazing that we don't just give our lives to Jesus and we just get to go to heaven right now. No, the reason, because we've got a job to do. And God, you might have never heard this before. Or maybe you've heard it and you've received it as a cliche. But you are here created by God. And he has a plan and a purpose for your life. God has a vision for your life. And you've been trying to figure it out on your own. God wants to reveal that to you as you give your life to him. He wants to reveal to you 
his plan, his purpose, his vision for your life, which a part of that vision is to share this good news that resurrection power is offered to everybody. Salvation is offered to everybody. As we get ready to close, we're gonna just do a salvation call. It's a churchy term just to say, are you here ready to give your life to Jesus? You might have been brought here by your mom or your dad. The reason they brought you here is because they're trying to lead you to the Lord. You might have been brought here by your daughter or your son. The reason they brought you here is because they're trying to lead you to the Lord. Even better, God used them because he wants to lead you to himself. God is trying to get your attention. And I've been praying, praying for these services that, that people that are coming, that have been asleep to this message, listen, there's no shame on you. God wants to lift the shame off of you. And he wants to help wake you up that his message is a good message, that his forgiveness is offered to you right now. What we read earlier, you can be a new creation and God makes his home in you. And we've seen it time and time and time and time and time again where God is still changing lives and he wants to change your life. Maybe you're here and somehow you found yourself here or watching online and you're by yourself. Isn't it amazing that God got you here and he wants to change your life? And we live in a world right now that says, nobody's changing my life. I don't know how well that's going for you, but I've tried to live apart from God. And it led me down a path of pain, of shame, of guilt, of embarrassment. And I've been set free from all of that. I've been saved. God has changed my life. There are people all around this room and watching online that have the same story. You need change. You need a savior. You need a savior. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. I think it's important to say what we believe about the Bible and about the gospel message. That we've all sinned We've all sinned and fallen short of God's standard of perfection. He is holy, set apart, no one like him, perfect. And we are not. In humanity, we separated ourselves from God. So God's plan to get us back into right relationship with him, that's his desire because he created you, son and daughter, and he wants to get you back into right relationship with him. You cannot do it on your own. It's not about the good outweighing the bad. So God the Father sent his son Jesus, born of a virgin, meaning that he was not born into the same sin nature that you and I were. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is important doctrine born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, did the miraculous as Pastor Rob just taught, and he died on a cross, a spotless lamb, paying for our sin. 
The Bible says that it took a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some imperfect people. He died on a cross. That was victory over sin. Forgiveness is offered to you. And he rose again. That's what we celebrate right now. He rose again. Jesus is alive and well, and he offers you life in this moment. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, and he sees you right now. And the Holy Spirit is in this room. And on this live stream, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Drawing you to himself, saying, today's your day to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you've never made this decision before and you're about to make it for the first time. You already know it's you. Something's stirring up on the inside that this is me. This is what I've been looking for. I need a savior. Maybe you grew up in the church and you've known this story, but you've been running from God, going your own way. You need to give your life back to the Lord. He is the only way to fill the void in your heart. He's the only way to God. Eternity in heaven. The Bible says, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. If you're here and you want to give your life to Jesus, I'm going to count to three. When I say three, would you lift your hand in the air saying, today's my day. I want to give my life to Jesus. You can put your hand right back down. If you're watching online and you want to make this decision, just put in the chat, I'm giving my life to Jesus. There's people right now, hosts online that would love to celebrate with you. When I say three, lift your hand. Ready? One, two, three, all over the room. Lift your hand. Yes, 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 yes. Lift your hand high, saying, today's my day. Giving my life to Jesus. Yes, we've got families. We've got entire families giving their lives to Jesus. Nobody can make this decision for you. Anybody else just looking around, saying, today's my day. I'll never be the same. The old is gone. The new has come. I'm a new creation in Christ. You can put your hands down. Let's pray this prayer out loud. Everybody in the room together, knowing people are praying for the first time, say, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know I've fallen short. Please forgive me. Today I receive your gift, the free gift of salvation. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Today I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said amen. Amen, amen. Can we stand to our feet and celebrate with a whole bunch of people giving their lives to Jesus today on Easter weekend?